Welcome to the Bink Tank Podcast. As we start our next session on passion and purpose. One of our favorite videos. Gosh, I love that video, man. It gets me hype literally every single time. Um, that actually 110% has been an obsession in the past. Um, and it has been like a reoccurring obsession. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you need to get hype, if you need to get hype for something, like just a bunch of high schoolers chanting in a locker room like that, for some reason, just get your blood pumped. Yeah. And then... Um, Tom Brady's Instagram video right. had that. Pretty sure the NFL used it in like an ad too. They definitely did, but Tom Brady's Instagram video is the best use <laughs> of it. Dead serious. Yeah? You're a Patriots fan? No, I do like Tom Brady's uh, videos uh, recently whenever uh, he wins a game and then po- uh, the next day, the next day uh, he posts a really sweet. All right, well, how about we uh, – that's great, Pink. How about we just go ahead and get started? Uh, this is the first episode of our new – um, kind of series or sessions or whatever we want to call them of uh, passion and purpose. Um, part of the reason we played that video um, or that that clip was just uh, kind of gets me pumped about you know stuff I'm passionate about or whatever you know. Um, but we got to start uh, classically uh, with some questions, and I've I've kind of abandoned my form because you just break it anyways. Um, so I'm just gonna ask a couple questions, and we'll just kind of free flow from there, and then and then talk about some of your annoyances. Okay, that sounds good to me. <laughs> okay. Hey, first question. Just getting okay. us started off. All right, sh- shoot, bro. Who would win in a fight? Me or you? Just kidding. You would kill me. <laughs> uh, Yoda. I'm a, I'm a kickboxer. Yoda versus Dumbledore. Um, first impression. Just go with your gut. Uh, for sure, Dumbledore. For sure. <laughs> 110% Dumbledore. Why do you say that? Um, so this is not... Oh, this is one no, word. No, 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 no. Yeah. I told you, I've abandoned the one word. You, you'll never okay. be able to stick well, to it anyway. That was so. going to be the first time that I was ready to just <laughs> commit on one but word. But why? No, I want to know why do you think Dumbledore is going to win that? Well, you see, here's the deal Dumbledore has a certain charisma about him when he's fighting. And, what? And <laughs> the scene between Dumbledore and Voldemort fighting is just incredible. And it certainly portrays that Dumbledore has a serious amount of power because he shows a serious amount of power in a very short amount of time. Okay, but I mean, have you seen Yoda in any of the movies? I have, but they didn't use him enough. I mean, fair, and, but when he... They didn't actually use Dumbledore enough. When he's fighting Palpatine, that's literally one of my favorite sections. I, I just really don't know how the Force would interact with magical abilities, but I just was curious. I think my answer is Dumbledore as well. Um, but it, I think it'd be a tough one. I think it would be two, but I think Dumbledore would win because he's <laughs> because of his not charisma or green. <laughs> um, okay, next question. Um, a little bit more on topic. Uh, what do you want to be when you grew up? Like when you were a kid, what what was something that you really wanted to be? And then maybe there's an answer or two or three to this, but um, what was that one thing that you were like, man? When I grew up, I want to be a blank. Um, I definitely, when I was growing up, wanted to be a professional football player initially. Yeah, I feel classic. like every guy wants to be a professional sports but player. But I think that was like when I was a, a, a like kid kid. You know, when I was like 
11, 12, 13. Like, yeah. I got really into movies big time. Like, I really um, wanted to be a director. Okay. Like, I wanted to be a film director. Okay. Um, Interesting. That's cool. And then I read the Redwall series. I yeah, the, the ever heard of that? yeah, the yeah, the like mice with That's swords and stuff. Everybody's description of it in <laughs> well, I mean, the cover of like all the okay. books is well, Redwall Kid. What's his name? Um, Martin. The dev- mouse. Oh, Brian Jocks. No, 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 no. The mouse. Martin the warrior. Is that his name? Yeah, the, I've read those books. That whole series. I read that whole series like three times. Maybe. Oh my gosh. You know, and I was gonna. Th- I thought the mouse's name was Redwall, but, but I guess that's no. a s- the city or something. No, dude, stop talking about it. <laughs> stop talking about Redwall now. <laughs> um, so yeah, that also was a huge deal for me. Like it really increased my love for fiction and the desire to one day write fiction. Yeah, storytelling. And be a writer or director. Um, uh, that would be one of the main things. And then I also really wanted to be a, like a professional swimmer. Or like a, just a really great yeah. do, swimmer. Do any of those are any of those like still the case? Oh yeah, for sure. For director or oh, yeah, yeah. I figured the other time. two where there's just no possible way you could be a professional sports anything. But well, I am pursuing that right now as a swimmer. I'm yeah, just, I'm not am- amateur. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Swimming at masters. I mean, that's not nearly the same thing as being a pro swimmer. Sure, that's just kind of recreational. Being competitive, staying competitive. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, I love storytelling as well. And I, think I think director has changed more into like being a fictional writer or storyteller yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah, screenplay. Yeah. Sure, that's awesome. More so than directing. Um, okay, what? Uh, who was uh, your biggest role model growing up? My biggest role model. Uh, don't like besides like family and stuff. Like I'm talking not necessarily celebrity, but just something somebody outside of mm. like family. If you had one, maybe you didn't. I don't know. Yeah, um, that's a actually a good question. Nobody like just pops in my head outside of family oh man yeah i don't know you didn't have any paul uh, paul, paul from the bible yeah paul from the bible. i mean fair i sure. love the passion of paul or, a, or david yeah. david i always kind of looked up to david uh like from the bible which one? king david <laughs> okay yeah, yeah yeah king david like when he was like just when he was king or when he was uh you know, fighting goliath and everything okay cool, everything cool. okay gotcha um all-inclusive i don't know if i like i'm trying to think of another I mean, I love anybody that is super passionate about what they do. I know like it might. I know we're talking about passion. Yeah, how many purpose, times but, are we gonna say passion yeah, this this episode? Um, but like, I think of like Elvis Presley. Like, just he's not necessarily a role model. Sure. As much as like, you know, he put his own spin on things, yeah. and then saying. If you've ever seen him sing, like, yeah, just like just everything he's sing, got. and that kind of fascinated me yeah, as a kid. As that well. makes sense. Um, um, I, I, you know, I had I had fat heads. You know what fat heads are? Yeah, yeah, like the massive like life size poster things on the walls. Yeah. I had a fat head of Tom Brady kind of like, and Tim Duncan both on my walls. Tim Duncan? Yeah, why? I don't know why. I was a uh, I had family from Texas, and so we went to Texas like quite you know quite a lot. And okay, well that um, makes sense. So San Tim Antonio. Duncan, yeah, let me, I guess it makes I mean, sense. he was he was like the guy, you know, for. A that's decade. really i never would have guessed tim duncan yeah. he's just a and silent i know tree well and that's kind of like maybe that was why i was like man this dude doesn't like he's like talk smack he just like plays his game and destroys you but. know what he reminds me of what's that an int from lord of the rings oh gosh we're back on lord of the rings <laughs> i feel like we're talking about lord of the rings every other episode <laughs> that's all you had that he reminded you of an well i mean just <laughs> tall seems like he thinks about everything that he says if he says anything 
and super strong. Yeah. And that is what an int is. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing uh, your int advice. Hey, uh, all right, last question. Int observation. Nice. Uh, that was almost <laughs> funny. The uh, last question. <laughs> that is pretty uh, funny. This one's a lot tougher, so you can take, take some time. And I'll oh, just... the last one wasn't tough? No, it wasn't. The last that... one was tough, no, man. This is the, I think this is tougher. What, what, is, um, what, what piece of advice would you give to your younger self? Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, probably being a little bit more okay with who I was. Wow, that was fast. That's a good answer. Yeah, well, that kind of, like, if I have something pop in my brain initially, then I can just spit it out. Yeah, sure. But, like, that's something, like, that I just kind of would n- know just deep down. Like, that's do you, do you think you I've would... thought about that question, though, before, yeah, for do, sure. Do you think just you Just being would... around high school kids right now in young life. Yeah, yeah, It yeah. does make you, it makes you think, like, what would I be, t- what would I tell my younger self in their stage of life right now? Do you think that it would help you? Like, do you think you would listen, I guess, is a better way to put that? Do you think you'd listen to your? I think self? I'd be more confident. Oh, would, if, if I would listen to myself. Yeah, like then? if you would have said, hey, like, be more yourself, like, what would your, what would your high school self do? I don't know. It'd still, it'd be a real, real struggle yeah. to overcome that because I think I was probably telling myself that anyways. Yeah. Like, for example, like, being even more myself, like, would have been even, this is just such a simple example of it. Yeah. But, like... Growing up on a farm, not at, like a legitimate like cow farm or anything like that, but like farm as in property and kind of country hunter, yeah, you know, southern southern kid, like being okay to go into high school in like freshman sophomore year and wearing boots, yeah, 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 you know. But I was so kind of like self conscious of that in a way, sure, you know, even there's like stigmas. that little thing, yeah. yeah. There's stigmas around different, you know groups and different schools have different things that you know are more prevalent or not so I, I but get that. being like confident in who i was as a person and being kind of my crazy passionate self yeah you are crazy and passionate which is part of the reason why we're talking about this i think mine um is similar for sure i think my advice to myself would um not just just don't get caught up in what everybody else thinks i was I, and that goes alongside with what you're saying like i just exactly. was constantly constant i was just so much extra stress and i don't really know why and it, it, it completely stopped when i was like at end of junior year in high school i just like senior year i just like didn't care at all and just was myself but i just wish that would have happened earlier you know what i mean yeah um but i was just so caught up and and trying to fit in and all this yeah because sometimes but. that when you create a habit like that you know sometimes it can creep in even yeah i mean i'm kind of getting deeper a little bit here but can creep in even in today obviously yeah. you know because it becomes a habit ultimately yeah. it's a habit but a, yeah that would be what i would tell my tell myself a good answer all right bank well what is um just finishing this off um before we hop into our topic for the day what is your uh what's your biggest what are we on annoyances or obsession what are you you um, talking about this week (laughs) i'm talking about annoyances um (laughs) okay you know i'm not actually annoyed at the this thing as a whole okay i'm just annoyed at the quality and accuracy of it annoyed at the quality okay so what is like, this thing that is well not maybe very not actually quality? that's probably not the right way to okay how about you just don't build it up and you just tell me what your annoyance is and we can talk about it okay um i'm gonna have to say my annoyance is ways like the the the, the driving thing the app 
that gets you places. Like one of the more, more if not the it's most so, accurate. It is the most accurate. You just said the, you were annoyed at its accuracy. Well, okay, no. I'm actually annoyed at the accuracy. I'm not annoyed by the efficiency of helping me getting to a place faster and, and helping me avoid traffic. But what I am annoyed about is that it's so accurate. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so <honestly>. stupid. <laughs> I'm so annoyed by the fact that it literally says a time and it gets me there at that time no matter what I do. Is that not the point of GPS? I, I know, but think about it. We've been living off of and surviving off of Apple Maps or whatever the thing is called that's on your phone, the Google Maps or whatever it is. And every time it like inflated your time by like at least 10 minutes. So if I was going to start a drive at 2 o'clock and it said I was going to get there at 2.30, you knew dang sure that you were going to get there at 2.20. Yeah, I guess and so, that's true. So then it kind of was like, yeah, dude, like you're maybe it gave you a little like I'm a good driver, or like it just got you there earlier. It's not that you're a good driver; it's that you or like you if, sped, you I, broke I feel, the law. But I feel like, no, no, no. I'm just good at navigating. Sure, but it doesn't matter you're because following a GPS. I, imagine, like if I'm supposed to be somewhere and I'm running late, and 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 I'm supposed to be there at like. 2:20 and Google or I am or Apple Maps says 2:30. I'm like heck yes, I'm gonna get there at 2:20 now. Like I'm gonna be on time for this. But now if I type in ways at two and it says I'm getting there at 2:30, I'm getting there at 2:30. Like I'm not beating it. If I beat yeah. it, it's by like like half a second. I mean that's definitely and, true. And what's crazy about it is I literally think it reads your speeds. Like I think it averages out your speeds, and so like it kno- adjusts. Yeah, like yeah. over time, like it just knows you. The app knows you and knows how fast you typically go, and I think that's why it's so accurate. Because if I speed up, not saying that I do, but if I do speed up <laughs> sure, sure. on the interstate, and all of a sudden, like I feel like I'm, I'm like I'm flying, and like it doesn't change it. It doesn't matter. I'm still getting there at that time. Yeah, it's uh, so accurate. You know, it's funny. I feel like most people their annoyances would be Apple and Google Maps not telling them the exact time they're going to get there. And they love Waze because it's more exact. I love but of Waze. Of course, you were the opposite. It did boof me pretty bad the other day, though. <laughs> All right. Maybe we don't hop into that discussion. Well, it just told me – it didn't tell me that things were shut down. Okay, see, that's that's interesting because it usually covers that because it's crowdfunded. I mean, it's just people being able to report it. So if people aren't reporting, then you're not going to get there on time. So that's really not – Waze's fault. It didn't tell that, me the interstate was going to be shut down. That's the people's fault. Nobody's it's Waze's fault. You got to report still, on Waze. I still, I still use it. Yeah, I use it all the time. Um, well, thanks for sharing that. That was You're interesting. Welcome, buddy. Um, I'm so happy to just get that off of my chest. <laughs> You're ridiculous. How about we uh, go ahead and move into? Um, I'm ready. Our first uh, time talking about passion and purpose and what those words mean, what they mean to us, uh, maybe. Um, history of our lives and what that looked like in our lives growing up and things like that. And um, I think it's funny to, you know, think about passion and purpose because, you know, they kind of sound like they're one and the same almost. And maybe we can talk about differentiating those. And so I don't know if you wanted to lead us off on something you've been, you know, thinking about with this topic. And Well, in writing about this, um, I was thinking about how we grow up and like what we kind of define as a kid or even in high school what 
a passion is or or even the purpose is like you kind of have an idea of what that may look like but you're kind of also basing it off of um, the way you grow up or the way you're raised or even what your parents thoughts are about that so it's not very individualistic it's more of like you're going to ride on your parents beliefs you know or maybe the mass majority maybe maybe that's wrong but that's how it kind of was for me and so I think you know my passion and purpose, I don't think I necessarily had a true passion and purpose in high school and growing up. I think my idea of it was um, to find a happy life, you know, a fun life, you know, going on vacations, making good money, um, finding something that I did like to do and being good at it, and then also having a, you know, a good, solid um, family and that Mm -hmm. was kind of like the purpose of life and watching my parents and watching friends of my parents and then also you know growing up in that and going on on those vacations i think uh i think i I i'd say one in a million people in high school really find some sort of real purpose i mean even you know people that i knew that were very um you know, very committed to, you know, Christian faith and relationship with Christ and we're committed to that. Even, even those people, like they obviously wouldn't say this, but I just feel like everyone was living out life with the like purpose in mind of like finish and go through school, you know, like that's all you can really have time to yeah, think finish about and go to school. Like that's pretty much it because like or finish going to school. Yeah. Because like when we're in high school and middle school, not maybe not so much, but in high school specifically, you don't really have time to think about much else, you know? Yeah. Like, if I ever think back to high school, like, it was just always working on homework or sports that I was doing or whatever, and it's just really, it's hard to have time to think about anything else, especially if you're going to, like, a rigorous high school, but... um, Yeah, and I think, you know, you saying that made me think, too, is, like, I, I actually think that I always even thought that getting through college, I would know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I think that most people think that too. Like if or even you getting through high school, yeah. Like we both coach now, I mean, and you know, I coach high schoolers and you coach um, elementary to middle school age, I guess. And, um, you know, with high schoolers, as I'm coaching them, they, you know, I asked them, I was like, how, first of all, how old do you think I am? And they were like 35 and I'm 25, so that's well, number one. <laughs> Don't even try to comment on how old I look. But that's not the point. The point is, there's, there's until you are in college or out of college, there's no frame of reference in your mind when you're in high school what the difference is between just graduating college and, like, having a family and starting, like, having a child and being, being in your 30s. And in, in, in a true individual. Yeah, like, independent. And there's no, like, differentiating factor because all you're thinking about is getting through school. Anything after school, you're like, you're going to have my, I'm going to have my life figured out. I'm going to be an adult. I'm going to have a family, whatever it is. Yeah, I'm going to um, be married and have kids. Yeah, like. At 25. Yeah, because you just have no concept of age. So, um, <laughs> anyways, I, that just goes into, like, how purpose, I just feel like, we don't really think about these things until later in life. Yeah, the kind um, of adolescence. But you do kind of have an idea that it's there. Yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah. for example, uh, one of my favorite stories to tell is actually it really was what helped me um, individualize my faith. Like, faith in Christ made it my own. Was um, Very briefly, I was uh, signed up for a muscular dystrophy camp as a volunteer helper for um, helping oh, wow. these kids um, have a great time and also provide – parents some relief um yeah in, sure. in, at that camp sure um it was an amazing challenging time you know and um really kind of made me see how much i need you know jesus and it also just challenged me to uh, kind of lay down my life for that week in serving these kids 
and that whole week, it, you know, it did kind of show me that there's more to this life. Sure. And, and how can this, you know, work and hard work be so, you know, rewarding almost. Like, it, it just was, like, felt so fun and, and good, even though it was exhausting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, that kind of, like, those kinds of things kind of spark it, I think. Yeah. And also, I think in high school in general, you kind of have an idea that it's out there. But I think, you know, subconsciously, I personally, towards the end of high school, was like, you know, kind of got in a comfort zone with friends and family and passion and purpose kind of was like a social life and, you know, kind of have, trying to have a good time. And it kind of goes back to that, you know, when you're younger and, the, you know, that's yeah, your yeah. idea of it is sure. just having a good life yeah. and being a good person. But I think when college happens, I think when college happens, you do start to become a little bit more of an individual, a little bit more of an independent. And I began to find things that I really liked yeah. and became really passionate about it. Yeah. I don't know if I truly found my, my purpose well, let's, in it. Well, let's pause you there and like go ahead and try to figure out how we can differentiate these two things. Because we're saying passion and purpose in the same sentence, which I think is applicable in high school. I mean, unless you, you know, I knew, I knew some people that really, you know, branched out and found their purpose in high school. I mean, I knew um, a friend of mine, um, more acquaintance, acquaintance, but... Um, they were working with a nonprofit in high school and were like, this is something that I find so much value and feel called to, you know, be doing from the Lord. And um, like, that's purpose. Like, that's something that like, as a high school Garrett, I was like, man, that's amazing that they found that where my, my passions are wrapped up in cross country or, you know, getting good grades or whatever. Um, so I guess like how, like, how can we differentiate those two things? Cause I think they're at least overlapping, but I'm not sure what, what the differences are. Right. Right. I think passion is, almost it's something that you really you find and you really like to do and it doesn't feel like work or it doesn't feel like if you could literally do it forever yeah and you just you love what you do even when certain things come up that are not fun yeah or or feel like work you're like it doesn't matter i love what i'm doing right now it, that I'm just going to push through. Yeah, and, and that's keep like, on doing it. That's a really good point because it, it almost it's almost like a uh, like a Venn diagram almost like you've got your your passion in one circle and your purpose in the other circle and they're separate I guess, um, but they have overlapping pieces right? Like you can have your passion and purpose be wrapped up in that middle section of the two circles. Uh, you know what a Venn diagram is, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. But yeah, so it's that, that middle section is kind of that like you know, passion and purpose overlapping. So I don't know. I was going to ask, like, have you ever been yeah, in a, in a place where that that's happened for you? Like where those two things have overlapped? Yes. yes. Uh, but very briefly, I do think passion is a little bit easier to find than purpose. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, and, and purpose is a, um, it's hard. It's when you get the purpose aligned with the passion, that's when it's like, wow. Yeah. Something, wow. something different yeah. than just, I, hey, I'm passionate about this. purpose is like, what is your life yeah you know or at least that's the way i think yeah no i totally agree 70 to 90 year life purpose totally agree um whereas passion it could be about anything yeah um but yeah i did um i think in college i'm a very zero to 100 person so i i'm very much when i find something i like i'm usually 100 percent in which hence the obsession stuff so 
in college, one of the first things I actually really got super passionate about was um, uh, working out and boxing. Like, I just, that's like, that was something I just love to do. don't really think I necessarily found a, a true purpose in that. Um, I think I started to try to create a purpose in that, and I, I think it, it could have been there, you know, in terms of relationships with the guys I was working out with or boxing yeah. with, yeah, you know, in, in, in terms of, you know, being a light to them at that time or being um, uh, sh- reflecting like work ethic, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, that's where I was like, okay, yeah, this is like a little bit more individualistic. I'm in college, I'm on my own. And that's where I was like, I mean, I was going after it, you know, my freshman year. But the um, the best example of, where I found passion and purpose to a certain extent was for sure in Haiti. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. And how much time do you spend in Haiti? Uh, I spent three months there in 2013 and then another three months in 2014. Prior to that, I also had gone on week long mission trips. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, the first summer that I was there, it was, it was like, we talked about like what passion is, is there was, it was, it was extremely hard work. It was always on call, you know, never stopped. I mean, never stopped going ever. It was 90 days straight of just go, 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 go. Um, But the relationships I made down there, you know, the um, people that I was meeting and talking to and learning the language and pouring into the kids and just the vibe and, and the constant work of it, it just felt like, two seconds that I was down there Wow! because it was so much fun to find something I was passionate about. Sure. You know, and I think that I did find some of my purpose in there and, in, in serving, um, you know, the Lord and, you know, I don't know how high that was truly in my, in my mind. Yeah. Um, but I certainly just, I found passion in that place. Yeah. Like I could have just, I wanted to just live there. Yeah. Indefinitely. Yeah. Because you felt so different than you normally do. Yeah, it felt yeah. it felt like everything made sense. I was like, "This yeah. is what people mean when they f- say find your passion." Yeah. Like it was not work, you know, a day of work. Yeah. Even though it was work. Yeah, and sure. There was things to complain sure. about, and you know, yada yada yada. But it, it it was very much a place that I felt completely at peace and right in, and was willing to figure out whatever it took to get through an issue or if there wasn't an issue, then heck yeah. It was like, let's just keep on going. Yeah. I think for me, like I got pretty passionate about, um, you know, something I do now, which is coaching. Um, but back then it was just mentoring youth, I think was the, the overarching theme of that. Um, I, you know, spent two summers working at a camp in Colorado and, was a camp counselor and a wakeboard instructor and a backpacking guide and um, just absolutely loved it. And it was the same thing. I was always like physically just exhausted at the end of every single day. But throughout that whole summer, man, I was just on fire, on fire for God, on fire in terms of just energy levels. And even though I was like working hard and like every single day I woke up sore and my voice was gone 90% of the summer, like it it was just one of the more fulfilling times I've ever had. Um, and that's translated into doing young life and doing, um, you know, coaching ultimate Frisbee. Cause I still get kind of that fulfillment of like, Hey, I'm fulfilling some sort of a purpose, um, that God's called me to fulfill, um, you know, 
mentoring kids um, and doing it in the avenue of something that I'm passionate about, which right now is Ultimate Frisbee. Um, Which you're amazing at. Well, appreciate that. But um, So, yeah, that's interesting. You won't hear me compliment you very much. You better (laughs) soak that in. That's very true. So it's interesting. So you you found that in, you know, working and serving, but it was specifically tied to Haiti. Yes, it 100% was. Um, And, you know, when I got back from Haiti, going back to college, I very much lost. I mean, since I wasn't in that place, I lost my passion. Yes. I didn't didn't have an out. I was, I'm a very, like I said, zero to a hundred percent person. Yeah. And a very passionate person. And, and I lost every, it was like I lost, I was dead. So it was just, cause it was specifically tied to that location. Like an actual place. And the people there for sure. sure. Relationships. Um, I just felt like nobody could understand or understood, you know, what I was going through. And I didn't want to, I was, you know, very much, trying to fix myself, you know, or find something to do, you know, or I I say that, but I really didn't find anything to do. It's like, well, let me just get through this and keep plowing. And, you know, I slipped in kind of a bitterness and depression about where I was, hated school. It's like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, I just didn't feel alive. You know, it's like going from just feeling the most alive I've ever been to coming back and everything was so quiet and everything was so about me that it, and find and doing school f- to help my future yeah. that I just felt lost, you know? Yeah. And, and through that, it led me to some, you know, bad habits in, in, in depression. And, um, you know, that first year wasn't nearly as bad. Um, but it definitely, um, you know, kind of started that, uh, sick cycle of, you know, bad habits and, and kind of, uh, just feeling lost Yeah, and list. I don't know if listless is the right way word of what word I'm looking for, but lost and just not able to find my way. Yeah. That's the right, that's the right way to say it. Yeah. I mean, I think most of us have experienced that too. Like just when, and that, that really highlights, and it's kind of a good way to close out, you know, today is just that really highlights what happens when you don't have, you know, not just a passion, but purpose behind your passions, you know, um, you know, I feel like passions that, um, don't have any purpose behind them. Like that you're not in that overlap piece, um, will eventually burn out anyways. Um, but yours was passion and purpose all tied up, wrapped up into one location. Yeah. Um, and the people in that location that when you came back, like it was just rock bottom. And when, you know, I found myself where I felt like I had no purpose, um, and know things that I was really passionate about. Like that's the darkest moments of my life for sure too. Um, and that just shows how important it is to find those things. Yeah. And, um, yeah, my, my final thought is really, it is, it was crazy to think that I'd found something that meant so much to me. And then it was like, it was snatched from me. Mm -hmm. And the second summer after that second summer, it was far worse. Um, and on top of that, whenever I got back home, um, another thing that I was very passionate about was my dog and my dog died within mm. three weeks that I got back home. And so that really took me down, yeah. like way down. And that started the process of like, okay, I found a passion. I know what it feels like. Yeah. How do I go back and find that again? Yeah. And almost to a certain extent is saying, where are you God? Mm. You know, like, here here you brought me all this and even when i was haiti in haiti in that 2014 summer i kind of in a way lost like 
I was still working really hard and stuff, but I kind of just started thinking about what it was going to be like when I got back home, knowing that I would be probably not doing this again. Yeah. You know, just being honest with myself and going back home, it very much was a tank into depression and gaining weight. And then the process of trying to fix myself, realizing that I was not able to fix myself and crying out to God and seeing that I did indeed need people in order to truly find both my passion and my purpose and what that looked like together. Yeah. And that's something we can definitely talk about next week about how to do that correctly and maybe some avenues into helping, you know, ourselves and helping each other when you find that, you you know, your friends around you are in that season. Um, thanks for sharing all that. Um, you know, I'm excited to keep digging into this topic and, um, you know, kind of get hype about what our passions and purposes are and what God calls us to do. So, um, I hope you guys will join us next week. Um, go listen to that, uh, we ready video again, cause it, it'll get you excited. Uh, Bink, did you have any last words? I don't know. I was just finishing. I was going to finish my thought on why Dumbledore was better than Yoda. <laughs> no, we're not going back to that. Hey, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you later.